This episode of the This Reportage podcast is sponsored by This Detailed Life magazine. This Detailed Life is a fantastic magazine founded by This Reportage family member and former judge for us too, Bex Miney. Showcasing photographers' work from all over the world, it's all about, in their own words, capturing the details of life, the moments that happen, the emotions and the stories. Something which obviously resonates with TIR and TIRF's ethos too. Issues are themed, and I've been lucky to get a little sneak peek of the upcoming issue, issue three, colour. With colour-themed galleries showcasing some honestly amazing images, and with articles and features on things such as colour theory and how to inject colour into your work, the magazine's not just lovely to look at, but really insightful and practical too. There's a really thriving community around this detailed life as well, with a really active Facebook and Instagram community. Pre-orders are open now for issue three, Colour, where you can grab it for the early bird price of £15 until April 25th. After that, they'll only have the digital version and a limited number of copies of the printed magazine for the usual price of £19. And this is something that you'll really want the physical version of, so do get your pre-order in. Thanks to This Detailed Life for sponsoring this episode. Head to thisdetailedlife.com for more info and to place your pre-order. Hi and welcome to episode 72 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Reportage and This Reportage family, and I'm a photographer too. A real pleasure to chat to the fab Ralu Chase today. Ralu was ranked number one in the UK on This Is Reportage family in 2020 and fifth in the world, with eight Reportage family awards and two family story awards to her name, and I found it really inspiring talking to her. Tune in today as Ralu shares all about the story behind one of her specific family story awards that doesn't actually show any people, her top tips for documentary family photography in general, what living in three different countries over two different continents has meant to her and her photography, our Netflix synopsis game, and so much more. Hey, Ralu, how are you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Yeah, all good. All good. Nice to hear your voice. I know it's this is the first time we chat like yeah. with voices involved. <laughs> I know it is, isn't it? So we've met us a few times on Facebook, but yeah, it's cool. It's um, I guess yeah, it's just it's it's just very nice to hear other people's voices, like an old-fashioned phone call. It's... I know. Is it what you expected me to sound like, or is it sometimes you you're surprised, aren't you? Sometimes you yeah you think somebody's going to sound a certain way, and they really don't <laughs> I don't know I don't I never really think I don't know actually thinking about what other people are going to sound like or not so I don't know no you just you sound very nice Sounds oh cool. okay that's good I, <laughs> I think about other people <laughs> oh do you that's cool that's cool yeah um, yeah are you, I guess you're not surprised at my voice though if you've listened to you've listened to the podcast a, a couple of times yeah 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 no no surprises there yeah, sorry. <laughs> you sound like Alan. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. All bad, depending on how you look at it. But yeah, all good. Yeah, that's good. Um, so how how are things with you at the moment? Um, you know, and, and what was you know gonna? It's, I like beginning with it. What was what was twenty twenty like? You know, for you. Twenty 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 was a bit of a mix of everything. I think um, it was obviously hard and. Um, from a business point of view, it was really annoying. But um, were you able to do like any any shoots really? Or? Um, and during when the um, not really no, most of people mm. that didn't really feel comfortable. So um, I, I did 
I'm trying to remember now if I did something in the summer when the rules weren't. I think I did something then. Gosh, it feels, I don't know if, if people have this problem, but for like me, 2020 feels like just a month. It, it feels like everything yeah. that has happened, it all kind of merged together in like a month or something. So mm. I just have a very hard time figuring out <laughs> what happened when. <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah. But funnily enough, we're talking today. It's the one year anniversary of the UK lockdown, isn't it actually today? Oh my word, is it? Mm, yeah, it was today. Oh. Uh, did it? I know. That's, that's a bit crazy. I know. I, as you say, okay. and talking about it like a month, it does feel like that. You're right. I can't believe it was a year ago. Um, I know, and then, yeah. And then some other regards, though, it feels like it's been like about 10 years or something. It's a strange, strange thing. Um, yeah, so you managed to, you did a little bit of a shoot, did you, in the, in the summer? When we were... Yeah, I'm trying to remember, but um, I'm trying to remember if I did or didn't, but I can't tell you right now. I'll have to go <laughs> look through the photos to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> but, but were you okay uh, in the year? Not, to, you know, was things okay? No, it was good. It was good. We, um, I, I got to focus on different aspects of the business that I normally don't get to focus on, which is good, I guess. Um, I focused what, like, a lot on networking this year. I discovered networking. I didn't know anything about it. So to me, that was huge. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, All online yeah. networking, though, I guess, not in-person networking. Yes, mm. yes. I, I think I'm... Well, I'm going to have to say that probably all networking events have moved online. I don't know if any of them just shut down, but uh, I'm assuming most of them just switched the model and moved to an online um, network event. Yeah. And they're actually quite good and interesting. And it's great to make contacts in all over the world now because given that they're online, people from everywhere join and it's quite, quite fun. It is. So, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was my... I think my big discovery for 2020 and it, on the other hand, I quite liked having the kids at home. I have five kids. So wow. it's been, yeah. So it's been, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> it is. It, it is. Yeah. We enjoy it though. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, what have you got? What mix of boys and girls? So we have two girls. They're my bookends, my youngest and my oldest. Oh, and we have three boys in the middle. Oh, that's nice. Wow, gosh, you must be a very busy woman, Ralu, with five. I think I am. I think I'm starting to realize how busy I am. I don't think I, like, I've always, I don't know, it's weird. I've always compared myself with um, people that have no kids or very few kids, and I'm realizing that I actually, I, I do need to do more than, I can't really compare myself to that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. Are, are they um, all at school or have you got some at home? Or Well, they now they're all at school, right. but they're not all at school. So we've homeschooled our two older ones till they went to high school. Oh, wow. So cool. out of choice, not, right. <laughs> not out of pandemic. Not, yeah. Right. Um, okay. Wow. Cool. Obviously. But yeah, so we, we homeschooled them for a very long time and um, so my kids, they, I have two older ones and three younger ones together, and there's a big gap between them. I kind of lost my courage there after the second one. Right. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but uh, no, there was also a lot of traveling involved, so I didn't feel like we were in a position to have a third or a fourth or whatever. But we always wanted four. But anyway, we ended up with five in the end. But um, so once the older ones went to high school, the younger ones wanted to go to school immediately. Like, I think they saw the older ones doing something that they wanted to do. So the younger ones were not really homeschooled. Like, we homeschooled one of them for a year because we moved and he didn't have a place in the local school, but he always wanted to go to school. Uh, <clears throat> so the, yeah, sorry. 
So yeah, the younger ones uh, went always to school. And last year in September was the first year in eight, the first time in 18 years that I had no kids at home in the morning. Oh, wow. That must have felt very bizarre. It was. It was really strange. And, um, but it only lasted for what? Two, three months, <laughs> oh, four right, months. Yeah. I don't remember when the pandemic. Yeah, again, big. Yeah, it was only for a few months, but it was nice. It was nice. It, it kind of gave me an idea of what people with no kids or very little amount of kids, <laughs> very few yeah. kids, um, can accomplish in a day. Because yeah. it, it, it's you know it's very different when you have nobody around you to come and ask you a question every five ten minutes. Yeah, then, sure. Yeah, so yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah, so now they're all now they're all in school, but the older one only goes a few days to school because of, that's how the school does things. All right, okay. Oh, cool. Okay. But when you were needing to do homeschooling during the pandemic, then you must have been you must have been a piece of cake if you'd homeschooled your older two before. I think it really helped because, um, yeah, we ne- we didn't feel the pressure. We really enjoyed it. Like I, because I, I think uh, kids go to school too early here. Like back um, in Romania, where I'm born, um, they start school when they're like six and a half, seven. Right. Okay. Mm. So for me, wrapping my and we homeschooled our two older ones. So for me, wrapping my head around sending my child to school when he was four and a half was quite hard. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I feel the same way, actually. Totally. Mm. Yeah. So I quite enjoy that we had to. We had a chance to keep my youngest one an extra year at home before sending her back to school. Mm. If that makes sense. But yes, we did. Um, it did help because we didn't feel the pressure that I think most parents felt. We also didn't. This is going to sound horrible, but we didn't do most of the things that the school sent. Okay. Because- cool. <laughs> because it would have been too complicated and we just found materials that we we've used with the older ones we knew they work and we just kind of set them our own type of homework and work and things to do and that, i think that good. relief yeah that took off the pressure of having three kids in front of computers at a different time or five kids because the other two need their own space uh, yeah yeah so by eliminating that we created i think a more positive learning experience and just allowing and we do allow them to just learn from play a lot we don't that's cool i think at that age you can't and yeah my middle yeah. one is nine so there's there's not they haven't missed much they're not missing much at this age that's yeah i agree mm, totally and agree they have brilliant brains and they catch up so fast and it's just yeah, yeah, we were very relaxed about it so i don't think we did i don't think we felt the pressure that most families felt i think yeah, that's good. Good, 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 good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and a very positive thing, you know, a, a, a positive thing that happened in 2020 was that you were our number one UK photographer of the year on the Shreptage family with eight Reportage family awards and two family story awards won in the year. It's an amazing achievement. So I just want to say congrats for that. That must have been, you know, that's a bit of good news. It's been quite fun to find out that. Thank you. Yes. No, that was great news for 2020. Are you kidding me? That was that was exciting, dancing around, happening things. Yeah, no, it's oh, good. Oh, that's cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> no. And really, really well deserved as well. Awesome work. And so many, so prolific. It's awesome. Well, I, I think you have a bunch of brilliant photographers there. So it was, yeah, it, it, it's kind of, it, it's a bit humbling and honoring to be part of that group. It's great. I love oh, it. I love what you're doing with it. 
No, oh, thank you. It's it's an honor for, for to have you part of it. It's awesome. And one of your um family story awards that I find particularly interesting um is the one that doesn't actually show any people in it, but instead it kind of like shows elements of family life, you know, such as like like drop food and cutlery and handprints on the walls and a, a Peppa Pig toy. And I thought that was really cool. Can you tell us a bit more about about that story in particular? Yeah. Um it's basic uh, I love details. <clears throat> I come from um so when I started about six, 16 years ago, when I started photography 16 years, I started as a wedding photographer. And my favorite bit about weddings was doing the details, which sounds hysterical, but it was. It was photographing all the details. So once I stopped doing weddings, I <laughs> kind of focused on detail. I continued, my, my obsession with details continued, but it kind of moved towards family. So I, I loved the little... Um, I don't know. Now you can't call them footprints, but the... Um, um, oh, the towels. Yeah, the... yeah, the little things that tell the kids have been around. Yeah. Um, and I think, and that's what I was trying to do with that series. Just, you know, show that you can tell that they've been there. You can tell that they're mm. um, in that family, that the that kids have been around. They mm. just leave so many messes behind. And <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm trying to find the series right now on... on um, oh, on the site. Yeah, so you could think, yeah, yeah. it's... It's... So I can look at the photos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's super cool. I love it. It's so different as well. Obviously, um, you know, most most of the stories have people in it. I think it was brave to do one without. And it really works. It's like, it's just, yeah, it's really cool. It's great storytelling. And you don't actually need a person in it. I think it's really very clever. Well, I think that's true. I don't think we, you always need a person in it. I think it's... Um, oh, definitely. It, you can feel the person there, though you can yes do you know what i mean you can oh, totally um, mm. yeah and and kids just make their presence known literally everywhere i don't have a wall in this house well downstairs that has does not have pictures on it or scribbles <laughs> or <laughs> and that yeah. the the handprints are actually in in my bedroom it's the only bed it's the only room where i didn't allow them to bring pencils or stuff <laughs> oh right really <laughs> and they put their hands on the wall <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah, that's yeah. funny yeah. no really cool I love that I think it's um yeah really really I just love the way how storytelling is so subjective as well you can tell a story in so many different means um it doesn't you know it doesn't have to be a, a, a photo of a child in the morning and then an ending with a, a photo of a child going to bed there's so many different things we can tell in our, in our work yeah that's true that's true I'm I'm working one on um uh, I think I put it there but um on limbs i love limbs that's my other bit oh cool okay so so i absolutely hate feet i you can't bring feet near me because oh, really they gross me out but i love photographing them which is really weird okay. um especially kids feet and hands and any kind of weird hanging limbs or things like that so yeah so i'm, I'm working on a story on that <laughs> okay cool cool i look forward to seeing that that's cool cool um yeah. you mentioned just earlier on there as well how you kind of started um your obsession of details with weddings so yeah is that how what you know how did you become a a photographer then tell us tell us that journey it was 16 years ago you said yeah wow yeah. uh how did I start? I started by accident. I um, so my in my childhood, my dad was kind of like an amateur photographer, and he had like a dark room in our bathroom. And um, I remember helping with that, but I was only allowed to kind of like do the drawing or the cutting of the photos. Remember the old the old fashioned photos? They have that 
weird age, that um, edge, that little edge. Um, uh, what's it called? There's a word for it. Like, it's not cut straight. It has, um, it's got like a shape to the edge. Anyway, I used to do okay. that bit. Okay. I can't think of the name for it right now. Well, I have no idea. No. Um, but yeah, so I remember doing that. I remember drawing them. I remember cutting them, sorting them, things like that. I was never really allowed to touch the camera, so I kind of dropped it. And then I went to, I dropped photography completely. It wasn't interesting for a while. And um, then I went to university in the States. My husband's American, so we moved back there after we got married. And I went um, to university. And the one thing that's amazing about the universities in the States, and I wish every country would do this, is that the first year, no matter what you want to specialize in, the first year you have to take university level courses from all specialties, I guess, like the main specialties. So even if you do English literature, you have to take maths. Oh, right. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's really good. And it's really good because it, it really opens your eye to what it opens your eyes to what university level um, subjects look like. Because I started physics in back in Romania. I studied physics because I used to love physics. And I went to university and realized that univers- physics at universities is very different than what you do in high school. And I hated it. So I oh, stopped really? after okay. <laughs> And I stopped after a year and a half, but there's nothing else I could do. Well, if I would have been in the States and tried a level, like a university level of physics, I could have figured out and be able to move and change my major basically ah uh, right that makes sense mm. and i think it gives the kids um because it's really hard to decide really early on what you want to do for the rest of your life and it gives you a chance to kind of explore different areas before you decide okay this is what i love to do and i'm gonna pursue it but anyway one of the things that i had to do was take some courses um in the arts department and i have nothing in common with the arts nothing i was always a science-based person so <laughs> i had to take I had to choose between drawing, painting, and photography. Okay. And I knew I couldn't draw or paint to <laughs> save my life. There was, there was no way to get a good grade there. So I picked photography. And that's how it all started, to be honest. Ah, cool. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of like forced your hand almost into, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, that's why I say that photography found me. I didn't really, I didn't have a choice. I had to kind of take it and then from there I worked with a brilliant photographer for a long time in the States and I think I've done a lot I think that's amazing it's amazing to work for another photographer you learn so much so much faster oh, and cool, yeah and and gives you that hands-on experience like I used to second shoot for her for a long time before I um started on my own okay and um yeah it helps How- you find your feet and then how did you actually then properly start out on your own? Was this while you were still in America you started? Yeah, yeah. While I was still in America, it was, um, I think, I don't remember if she was the one who suggested or I was like, I'm just going to start my own business now. And yeah, I've had some recommendations from her and then um, it was a lot easier then to reach people than it is now. It was so much easier to start a business photography then. Oh, really? Think. In what way? What In what way? Well, I think um, Google worked differently. Um, there weren't, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't this, um, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but there wasn't, there weren't that many photographers then that you use, you know, you would have your website and you didn't have as many options then as you have now one. Yeah, and so yeah. And two Facebook, Facebook worked very differently. And, um, when Facebook came around, right. but, um, also I think, culturally it was easier like 
because I have so up to now I've worked in three different cultures. <clears throat> I moved my business three times in the wow. UK was the, the, the third time I've moved it. Okay. I moved it twice within the UK. But uh, every culture is different. And I think the American culture when it comes to photography is very different than the British culture and any other culture. They, they, they really are focused on it. Like you don't really need to do a lot of education or to convince people that they need family photos is something that they automatically seek, seek. Like, uh, like okay. here, you, like here, you automatically seek a wedding, a wedding photographer. You don't always think about family photos mm. or doing it or doing it every year while Americans do. Americans have that right, mentality okay. that you need to invest in your family photography. And that's cool, isn't it? Um, a good place to start a business then in America. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. But yeah, it was um, I think it was a lot easier. Um, right, and, you know, right. you start I don't know. I actually it feels like it's so long ago. I don't even remember other than <laughs> the recommendation from the photographer that I used to work with and a website and people just called. That's great. Gosh, it's great. And was it weddings you started with? Was it weddings specifically or was it the family straight away as well? Or did that come afterwards? Or uh, It was mostly weddings and uh, family and seniors because they have seniors there too, oh, which right, is yeah. not a big thing here either. Uh, but yeah, it was it was mainly weddings and then families and seniors was my, I would call it a side business. Okay, cool. And so when did that kind of change? Because now you're you're far more with the families, aren't you? Do you not do weddings at all now? No, I don't. I only well, I don't, I'm, I'm lying that because I have a wedding this year. Uh, <coughs> sorry. Touch wood. Hope the wedding happens. Touch wood. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I do weddings for friends now or for very specific clients. Like if somebody insists, I will uh, take the client. But otherwise, I don't specifically pursue weddings anymore. Yeah. Was there a specific point that you made that decision that you just, you know, you were going to go you know, more into the families rather than weddings? Yeah, it was, it was after 2015. 2015 has been a really complicated year for us as a family and for me as a human being, to be honest, um, at the beginning of that year, my our fourth child ended up in an induced coma in the hospital. He was like two and a half months. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's OK. He's fine now. But yeah, I'm very grateful that they um, they found out. Like, Yeah, he basically ended up in the hospital a couple a few days before he would have died. And so he was picked up like mm. last um yeah, anyway. Anyway, he's fine now, but that that kind of messed up our life. Not messed it up, that's a horrible word, but like um that is a horrible word. It just changed the dynamic. Mm. Um because there were a lot of hospital visits. I well, we're in the hospital with him for a whole month and after that we had to adjust to, you know, a, a child that he has a heart condition. Mm. Um um so, you know, you have to adjust to that. There are a lot of hospital visits that followed and they're still happening and there's a lot of stress. And I had a major burnout uh, from my years back in Romania. So it was it was like a whole mixture of factors, basically. And I ended up being diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder at the end of that year, too, which was, you know, the nice cherry on the cake. Oh, uh, yeah, that's awful. Yeah, but... Um, but during that year, because of everything that was happening, I started going uh, almost like therapy, trying to go through our family photos. And um, instead of therapy, I ended up crying because 
because I realized that one, I wasn't present in most of the photos because I was the photographer and I was the person behind the camera and I was the mom. And um, I think, I think moms and I I can stand corrected here. So I'm not saying it's a rule, but from my experience, moms, if they see a moment, they tend to, even if they grab their phone, like if they see the dad playing or something cute happening, they will grab the phone and take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. What dads, I don't think they think that way. <laughs> I, I, They're not geared to like, oh, look, she's so sweet. She's playing with my kid now. I'm going to take a picture. Mine never did that. Right, okay. So may- mm-hmm. maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe I'm, I don't know. But <laughs> no, I understand, yeah. <clears throat> I did, actually, I did talk to a lot of dads lately, and it is, it seems to be a common thing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, I was not in the photos, so that really, really upset me. And the mm. other thing that, really upset me was the fact that most of my good photos let's call them good like the kind that I would think to put up on the wall were very lifestyle because I was a lifestyle photographer mm-hmm. so I basically had those normal traditional family photos that everybody would have with my kids all nice dressed up matchy clothes smiley faces and that mm. was they, it didn't say anything about my kids it didn't say anything about who we were as a family it didn't say anything about me as a mom my husband as a dad the way we interact with each other nothing so it kind of it really upset me and actually at the same so there's three things at the same time my oldest daughter and I were going through a rough patch and um I remember like you know you go through it with every teenager Mm-hmm. And I remember one day I was playing with my youngest, which was very young then, and she was sitting next to me and looking looking at me as if um, I never kind of did, I never played the same way with her. Yeah, right, yeah. And I looked at her and I said, you know, this is the way I used to play with you. This is This is how we interacted. And I just realized I have nothing to show you for that. I literally have nothing. I just mm. have pretty photos of you standing and looking at a camera or me standing and looking at a camera or both of us mm. standing and looking at the camera. But um, so, yeah, so those three things kind of had a huge impact on how I looked at family photos and I slowly started to see if there's a way that I could switch more towards that so that other parents don't go through this horrible it's quite horrible i have to say it, mm. it, it was it was a tough moment to go through and realize all those things and um on top of that with my autoimmune disorder i just decided that weddings are not they're just not gonna happen anymore i need to do something else i need to do family photography and i need to do it differently because i wanted to have a different impact on families i wanted to um I want them 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, when they look back, not to go through what I went through. I want them to see more than just pretty faces. Oh, I think you speak about that so well. Um, yeah, I think everybody should be listening to this around the country like, to show the power <laughs> of uh, this, these, you know, these real moments. And yeah, I, t- I totally get where you're coming from there. And I'm the same though as well. You know, I'm, I'm, in hard, I'm in virtually no photos, I think, of my family, virtually none. And yeah, I never, I never think about it too much because I think it would be depress me a bit, actually. I guess. Um, but the good thing is that you know a lot of photographers, you know. <laughs> that's true. That is true. I do. I do. Um, you and it, do do something about it. To like, I'm, 
I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm I'm quite lucky in a way that I, I almost have I have two generations of kids because that's such a big gap between them. So I'm I'm trying not to repeat the mistakes that I did with the two older ones a lot in general. I try not to, but I mean even parenting mistakes I try not to. But you know, <laughs> but also in terms yeah obviously, but also in terms of photography, I'm I'm definitely I'm photographing my family very differently right now. And I am making an effort of having photos of me and my husband and all of us because I know that 10 years down the road, I will regret not doing this. Mm, yeah, that makes total sense. And how, I mean, does that mean, are you getting other photographers in to photograph you as a family? I mean, to, for you to get in the frame yourself or are you doing kind of more self-portraiture? Or have you taught your husband how to take photos as well? Or, you know, how are you getting in the frame more yourself? <laughs> So I do, I do set up the tripod now more often. I never That's did cool. before, never. So mm -hmm. I do set it up and I don't, um, I put it in a corner where I would kind of like the photo to be taken from and then I continue doing what I'm doing with the kids and, um, cool. and not even use the remote. I use the one where you take photos at, um, what's oh, it Like called? a time-lapse. Time yeah, like a time-lapse. But you can uh, control with, I don't know if you can with the other ones, but with Fuji, you can control how often he takes the picture and right. for how long and how many pictures and things like that. Yeah, that's cool. So that's one way. Mm. Uh, the other way is I'm trying to get, I, I did get a camera for my husband and he has one now and he's taken more photos too. Um, cool. I'm getting my kids into it too so they can take more photos. <laughs> Those are all good things. Yeah, that all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And yes, I did have photographers come over and hopefully they will come over again sometime soon. Yes, when the world is a bit bit of a different place. Um, yeah, I've still never had that done in my own family. I've still never had, you know, a photographer in and captured it. I need to do it. I really need to do it. I think you really need to. And no, I'm not saying this is a photographer. I'm saying this is a parent. Mm. No, you're right. You're, you're totally right. I'm going to. I am going to. When all this is over, I'm going to. Going to do it. You know, if you're ever down in Cornwall, you want to fancy doing a family shoot down in Cornwall? Like, I would love to go to Cornwall for a family shoot. It's there you go. You can. Very welcome. Be cool. <laughs> all right. Let's chat. <laughs> <laughs> have you um, Have you been down to Cornwall before? We went um, a few years ago. Okay. Um, where'd you go yeah we went a few years ago we went to see okay there's a doctor who museum somewhere in there isn't there oh a, a, a what museum sorry is it a doc there's do you have a doctor who museum there oh is it oh they probably probably i don't know i've never i'm not yeah. are you a fan are you a big fan no my daughter is so we came uh, we, we went for her um, unless i mess up the areas because my yeah my um no no i am i am totally messing up geography right now never mind okay. no i've <laughs> I'm awful I'm at it. That's okay. I'm awful at it. I still need a sat nav to get sent Ive sometimes. It's only half an hour away. <laughs> so, I mean. Yeah, no, I don't think we've, no, we haven't made it uh, far that way. Okay. That you far should, oh, that way. Really nice. Where are you based anyway, actually? Where are you based? I'm in Essex. Uh, so I'm okay. on the other side of the, on the beaches on the other side. Uh, cool. That's nice as well, though, isn't it? It's nice as well. Yeah, it's not Cornwall, but it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Cornwall is going to be, it's going to, this summer has got to be the busiest time ever in Cornwall, I think. It's going to be mental. So you're probably not wise coming this summer. You know, everybody's going to come to Cornwall this summer. Probably. Yeah, you're probably going to get inundated. I think we Wait. need, like, there'll be like a, a voluntary lockdown of Cornwall residents just to keep away from <laughs> all the, the thousands of uh, tourists. Yeah. Did you have that last summer though, when the restrictions were? 
Uh, was it really busy? I don't know because I've been, I didn't really go out much anyway, even when we were uh, allowed to go out a bit. So I didn't notice it. You know, I wasn't going to beaches and stuff. I didn't want to do that. It just seemed a bit odd to do. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens anyway. We'll see. Yeah. I'm talking about the sun though, Raleigh. I wanted to ask because I saw one thing on your site. Is it, you say you sneeze when you look at the sun? I do. Wow. Tell us about that. <laughs> That's cool. I love it. You don't? I've never noticed. I've never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny because like, it was like one of my favorite things to do as a kid. I'm so weird. But <laughs> I love it. I, I, I don't know. I just absolutely love it. And um, I noticed that I, I, I was quite young when I noticed that if I look at the sun, I sneeze. And apparently recently, a few years ago, somebody told me that you you need to have a special gene in order to do that. And I looked up and it's true. You need to have a special gene in order to be able to do that. So try it out. See if you have it. I can't tell you what gene it is or anything like that. But yeah, try it out. See if you have it. (laughs) Is it like really consistent? If you will look at the sun really, you know, you often sneeze then. Yeah. Um, 99% of the time, if I look at the sun, I will sneeze. Wow, that's, that's cool. And, and sneezing is really fun. So that's great. You could do that one at will if there's sun around. That's I cool. know. It is really fun, isn't it? It's, mm. it? Yeah, it sounds weird, but I love sneezing. And yeah. it's funny because, like, I can see that some of my kids have the gene, the gene and some don't. Oh, that is interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. But, yeah, so it's not passed down to everybody. But, yeah, try it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try it. When when I get some sun in Cornwall, I'm going to try it. <laughs> oh, I love that. I bet someone tuning in today think, you know, we're going to hear a bit about photography, about how they got into it. Maybe they're never going to think they're going to be hearing about sneezing in the sun. I love that. That's very cool. I know. Um, yeah. Oh, Riley, um, Riley, let's go to the bit you weren't looking forward to. Let's do our little Netflix game. Let's do our Netflix game. Let's um, do a Netflix game. I'm going to say, though, as I said before, I watched things on netflix and prime and other things while editing so i'm not always aware of what's happening <laughs> <laughs> no i get that yeah i get that um well let's let's try it anyway just a bit of fun a little bit of fun so yeah as if anyone's been listening recently i'm going to read out some synopses for either a series or film and we'll see if Riley can get what it is from the synopsis so are you ready for your first one sure because cool. I think I read, was it? I think I read on your site that you like kind of like crime kind of series and things. No, I do, I do, and I also don't remember their names, so okay. I do <laughs> watch a lot of them, but I don't remember. So I can tell you it's the one with this and that, but I don't know necessarily the name of it. And I, okay. it's funny because like I edit and people come in, like my kids or my husband will come in. And it's like, what are you watching? I have no idea what it's called. I don't know <laughs> this thing, and I will show it, but I don't know what it's called. <laughs> that's funny well okay well we'll see how let's see how we get on let's see how we get on okay so um this is a series by the way there's a little clue okay um cia analyst carrie matheson struggles with mental health and family issues while leading the war against terrorism in this political thriller series goodness gracious i have no idea i'm sure i've seen it though <laughs> yeah it's, i've seen the first series um oh what's the actress in she was in romeo and juliet that was it that actress was it, you remember that oh, old romeo and juliet film no oh, can't think no of hold on oh. i'm trying so he's so he has mental issues and he's trying to fight the war on yeah against terrorism it? it's had about six series i think five series i don't know oh my I have no idea. No, don't worry. It's Homeland. Homeland. Mm. I okay. haven't seen it. 
No, that's okay. Yeah, I've only seen the f- a bit of the first series anyway. No, cool. Okay, let's go to the second one. Movie. Okay. Um, after FedEx Systems engineer Chuck Nolan's plane crashes in the Pacific Ocean, he finds himself fighting to survive on a deserted island. Haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should be happy. <laughs> yeah, that's probably good, isn't it? It would be quite bad if you knew everything, probably. Uh, that is Castaway with Tom Hanks. No, that's, that's oh, no, haven't seen it. Oh, gosh, I got to put it on my list now. <laughs> it's pretty good. I love Tom Hanks. I think anything is in. I just love Tom Hanks. Okay. Great, yeah. uh, last one. Last one, Riley. <laughs> okay. I, I might be the one that on your show that goes zero out of zero. <laughs> that's all good. That's good. <laughs> um, okay. So this one series, um, a terminally ill chemistry teacher te- teams with a former student to manufacture crystal meth to secure his family's future. Yes, I know this one. Um, I can't think of the title. I've seen it. It's one of my favorites. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> and you would never, do you know the joke where they say it would never happen in the UK? No, no. Yeah, that's the joke that goes around is that they would never happen in the UK because in the UK you have health insurance. Oh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. I can't think of the name, but I know. I know it. Um, okay. It begins with, there's two, uh, buh, buh, like two words both begin with buh. No, no, no. uh, please face it out. (laughs) It's it's breaking bad. Breaking bad. Yes, you got it. Yes. Oh my word, that was bad. That was bad. Oh oh, no, but it's it's funny because that's quite old series though now, isn't it? So yeah. No, but it's one of my favorite, and then you should watch Better Call Saul from that. Oh yes, I need to. I've never watched that actually. Oh, you got to watch it, and then you should watch The Wire oh do you know what i tried the wire years ago i just couldn't get into it a couple of episodes i know everybody raved about it but is that one of your favorites yeah the wire is my favorite yeah uh, yeah definitely call better call uh watch better call Saul. it's a good it's a good follower to breaking bad i can't believe i couldn't remember breaking bad but yeah <laughs> it was great wasn't it breaking bad was really good that was really good it was it was yeah scary but good <laughs> yeah yeah okay let's uh, let's go back to um photography really okay um obviously as i said before you're our number one photographer on the reportage family and the uk last year which is awesome so what would be your top tips Rory, to help someone become better at the documentary side of family photography big question big question oh okay um <clears throat> sorry so to become better at the documentary side yeah um I would say if you have kids, photograph them as much as possible. Like photograph, but not just photograph, but observe them. And um, I mean, if you have kids, you know that there's a lot of patterns that they follow. And um, it's easier, I guess, to anticipate what they're going to do. Because I think in, in documentary photography, there's a lot about anticipating instead of always reacting, which it takes a little bit of practice but um yeah i think if you have kids definitely photograph them as much as possible um spend a lot of time observing people Mm. don't be creepy about it though (laughs) Uh, um yeah i think in order i think in order to get better you kind of have to be interested in people's story and their Mm. what goes behind a little bit because you do you do need to interact with family so i guess learn to interact with people um and get them talking and because it's not just about photographing them it's about getting 
allowing them to um, a safe space where they can put their guard down. Mm, and that's that true, a lot isn't it? be themselves. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of that has to do with the way you interact with them and the way you talk to them and uh, be open and vulnerable so that they can be open and vulnerable. Mm. Um, have you always found that side quite easy the people side you know has it always been something that um yeah it was quite easy for you i just know for me you know especially when i started it's quite you know it's quite nerve-wracking you know turning up in someone's door and not knowing these people and just was it always an easy thing for you see i think once i for me yes once i turn up to their door it's very easy to interact with people and i love people i i love i love hearing their stories i love um and yeah, I could I could literally sit there and talk to people for hours, and <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, and um, I'm so intrigued, but by, by people's lives and how they end up where they are, and what brought them there, and the processes how they went through, and things that had a big impact or a small impact, or thing. I don't know. I just think life is fascinating, mm. and people's stories are even more. But so that bit has been. Oh, I think it's always been easy with me the bit that is not easy is interacting with people up to that point so anything that has to do with like the business or um converting clients and things like that i don't like i don't like okay. that interaction at all okay that's interesting sense. yeah in what way because it's more like i don't know via email and things and you don't have that kind of like personal physical connection or what is it about yeah it's it's that it's the fact that it's a lot of um there's a lot of email or messages, exchange mm. uh, type of conversation, or, or even a phone call, which even though I prefer phone calls to messages, I prefer in-person discussions. Mm. Uh, I like to be able to read the body language. I like to see if I'm making you comfortable, not just try to figure out from your voice if I'm making you uncomfortable or, or you know, mm. see what your uh, see where the where people start putting barriers up or what um kind of relaxes their body what kind of things yeah. yeah so i do i do prefer in person but i also i think because it has to do with trying to promote or 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 sell something that i do right I, okay mm. i don't like that bit even though i know it's not it's not that you're trying to sell something that you do because you're doing them a favor in the end and it is not not that you're doing them a favor you're basically responding to a need that they have and you know yeah. they have it in but um i just don't like that i don't i can yeah i don't like that bit <laughs> oh i know i get that that kind of yeah the self-promotion thing is a funny a funny thing isn't it yeah yeah it's the self-promotion that i don't so up up to the point once i get to their door i am perfectly fine with interacting with people from all kinds of places and that's great i think sorry yeah i, I think because Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'd say it's a great skill to have, really. And do you think part of that has come from, I mean, because uh, a, a line on your bio that I found interesting is that you said you've lived in three different countries on two different continents, and it's taught you to be flexible, understanding, and respectful of other people's cultures and stories. So you think that has had a big effect, you know, experiencing all those different places and cultures? I think it had a huge impact. Um, and that's why I think people should travel more. I think people need to go and experience other cultures and not just travel, but actually settle down for a little bit, even if it's for six months or a year, because it's one thing when you go and visit, it's another thing when you go sit and interact with people for longer periods of time. And it's, okay. um, being married to an American, I mean, I'm, I'm Eastern European married to an American living in the UK and that alone is just, um, it's, it's, 
there's so there's so many cultural differences. It's it's amazing how many things that we think are given in one culture, they really are not in another culture. Right. Okay. And they're like they could be shocking, actually. And um, some things that we think are so right in our culture, in other cultures, are seen as being quite sketchy and weird. Okay. And and I think by living in so many cultures, it kind of made me realize that I can't really say that I'm always right on the way I see a situation or on the behavior of a certain person. Or, you know, I wish I could think of an example right now. But, um, oh, well, that's so interesting. Mm, but yeah, so I think, I, I think it opened my eyes a little bit in understanding that so much of how we perceive the world has to do with the culture that we've grew up in. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. I should do that. I'd, I'd like to do that with um, with my kids and my family. Kind of, I would like to. It's it's a big thing to do, there, isn't it? It's such a massive thing to kind of relocate and. It is. Yeah. yeah. I had some friends once who did a house exchange for a year, and I thought that was brilliant. Oh, cool! Yeah, well, that is cool. That's like um, that that film, like the holiday, what it was. But that was only for a couple of weeks, wasn't it? Or but anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's cool. Which was that to, to a totally different country? Then, yeah. Yeah, they moved from the states to France, and they um, obviously the people from France moved to the states for a year. But uh, yeah, it was really nice. I, I know they loved it, and the kids loved it, and. I, don't know. I, I think it's important to put kids through to, to different cultures if you can. And yeah, house exchange is a good one. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, you could, I could, we could do that yeah, via this reportage family. You know, if people wanted to do it all around the world, you know. Could, there you go. Oh, yeah, good idea, Rallo. Good idea. There we go. We should start a start ex house exchange website. Uh, <laughs> attach it to this is reportage. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. As you say, though, to to bring up the kids and for, to giving them a different experiences in different cultures and different languages as well. I'd love. Um, my kids to be bilingual or something that would be very very cool yeah yeah helpful. and cornwall honestly is not a not a good place in the uk and that it's 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 almost well i know i, I don't have any cornish people will be listening here but it's almost xenophobic it's weird for my kids growing up in a, a place that is very, it's like the the antithesis of multicultural uh cornwall is you know it's very strange so yeah, in that in that way, it's a bad a bad thing about living down here they don't get an experience of different cultures at all actually I think that's very similar in the area that I am right now. It's very different. So we used to live in Surrey, and um, my, when my daughter started um, high school there, she was surrounded by children from different cultures. But like right. here, it's all, I think there is, I don't even know if there's anybody else that might even look a little bit different than... Yeah, and that's not good, really. It's not good. It's, um, no, it's mm. really not. It's no. not. And it, it just, it creates those, that somebody said that, um, somebody, uh, I was reading a book recently and um, they were talking about the different the differences between cultures and most of the differences that we see are just the tip of the iceberg. Right. And they're, and they're the things that we, and they're the ones that we actually recognize once we are um, put in front of a different situation. But most most of the differences, they're so ingrained in us that they don't always surface, but they're there. And the way, and it, a lot of the way we grow up builds those, you know, the way we grow up builds those kind of ingrained mentalities, I guess. That makes sense, yeah. And mm. sometimes it's really hard to dig deep enough to realize that it's actually part of 
it's a culture thing is not a right or wrong thing. Mm, it's true. Yeah, it's all very interesting. Um, mm. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there, are, there are plus sides of living uh, down here in Cornwall. As well. I'm only eight minutes from the beach. So that's a good thing. And are you, you said uh, you're near the beach as well then. You're near the beach. I am five minutes walk from the oh, beach. Oh, you win. Oh, mine's in the car as well. So you're walking. That's great. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I yeah. won there. Wow. But <laughs> I, think, I think your beaches are much better than ours. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. Let's do, do a beat swap. Beat swap as well. There we go. <laughs> we can, in the summer, we'll swap houses. <laughs> uh, okay, Riley, let's, let's change tack again. Let's change tack slightly. Um, okay, totally original question here, which obviously it is not. Um, you're cast away on a desert island. What one album would you take with you? Album as in? Music. Oh, you hit the wrong one there too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Are you not... <laughs> I do not listen to music. Either. Oh, do you not really? No. No. I, the only music that I listen to sometimes, this sounds horrible. I'm, yes, I listen to French movie, French music from like the 30s. That's like oh, wow. my favorite. <laughs> but again, I can't tell you any names and stuff. Um, okay, let me think of anything that I, I, I do <laughs> That's like. cool, though. That's cool. French music from the 30s. That's pretty specific. That is pretty niche. I don't I just like the. Um, goodness the the melody and the way i don't yeah i'm not a musical person i don't have a musical ear i can't sing to save my life so music for me is not what okay, yeah. it might be for a lot of people but um like my okay. daughter cannot breathe unless she's listening to music <laughs> and i understand that there are people like that i'm like the opposite so oh that's funny <laughs> yeah uh, that's funny well instead I, of instead of an album um what about a book instead then if you could take one book instead of an album what one book would you take with you so I'm going to give you an album too. I love Bebo Norman. I don't know if you heard of him. I do love Bebo Norman. So his songs are pretty cool. Oh, okay. Uh, um, book. A book that I will take with me. Have you ever read, has there ever been like a specific book in your life that's had a kind of like, you know, a big impact on you at all? So I'm a Christian. So for me, the Bible is huge. But other uh, than that, yeah. um, they're quite, I, they're quite a, few books because i read a lot i can't say that there's one that had a specific impact um but recently i think i i read the choice which is quite amazing i don't know if you've read it no i've not heard of that what's that what's that about it's the story of um a woman who survived auschwitz all right well but it's just this kind of person that always finds the good in a situation, it was just remarkable to 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 read her story and and see her like defiant spirit and wow. I know it's just it's amazing it's amazing how in so many really hard situations she chooses to take the high road and yeah and yeah. find a way to mentally battle it. I think that was yeah that was really good. Uh, does sound really interesting. What do you do? You manage to read much, you know. What do you do in your like little bits of downtime? You know, when you're not working, when you're not editing, when you're not looking after, you know, your kids. What What do you do to relax? Sleep. Yes, <laughs> sleeping's good, isn't it? I love sleep. Sleep is good. <laughs> I don't have many. Um, I love biking. So I love going out on my bike. Oh, cool. Okay. And that's really nice being by the sea. I do. Uh, I do love that and reading I think those are my two main ones and watching crime shows 
do you like real life crime shows as well you know like documentaries on like murders and stuff because my wife loves all that and i can't i find that kind of thing really scary you know real life crime i find really scary just can't watch they are my favorite yes really yeah and yeah. my wife's favorite as well i don't I just don't, I honestly, I just find it just too, real life stuff is just so much more scary than, you know, than fiction, I think. Yeah, but I think most of crime shows, even though they're not based on real stories, I think a lot of them are based on what could happen or does happen anyway. Like, not a specific real story, but it happens all the time. So, you, you, might, you might think it's fictional, but I think a lot of it is sorry happened not the way they solve it but the things that happened. right yeah i guess that's true yeah i mean yeah. not all of them because you do see some ridiculous things in some of the crime shows but no i do like i think the the reason i like to watch the real ones is because it, when they catch the criminal i feel like i don't know something good has been accomplished yeah that's true that's true isn't it <laughs> like oh, it's true you know, it's, the world is horrible, but, you know, at least they did one good thing in the yeah. end and got rid of the world of it. Of, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Maybe I should watch more of it. I don't know. I just remember as a kid as well, I used to hate. Do you remember 999, that series? That was about, you know, real life emergencies that had happened. I could. Do you remember that? No. No, never watched it. Uh, that was Grew scary up as in well. a different time. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you were in America then. I was saying it was a British thing, but... um anyway that used to scare me because it was real life again i just thought real life stuff is scary things like that anyway anyway let's change tack let's change tack again um, all right all right go ahead okay i i like this question um what does it mean to be successful to you what is success oh goodness you're hitting me with hard questions i know sorry <laughs> but yeah it's good i love it i love it um success is very different for everybody isn't it mm, um no. for me is it's having the freedom to spend time with my family and um yeah i think that that that's basically it to spend as much time with my family as possible and um not have to run crazy from left to right um i think that's I, a really good idea um, a good viewpoint of success totally yeah totally yeah i think especially because I am see in a way I'm quite blessed to have two generations of kids because I realize how fast time really flies by. It just it disappears in the blink of an eye. Your kid turns eighteen and you're like, what just happened? And um, I think for that reason, I really do want to spend time with even my younger ones and my older ones too. And um, you're not you're not gonna get that time back. You you know, few years, well, a few years, not a few years hopefully longer than that, you know, be dead and gone. But I want my kids to be left with that. You know, we had parents that invested in us, mm -hmm. in, in us as human beings. So I think, yeah, for me, success will be getting to a point where I have a lot of freedom to spend time with my kids. I think that's lovely. Yeah, I think that's really lovely. And what more can you can you want from life? I think that's awesome. Yeah, totally. Well, you can you can want a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm with you there, totally. Yeah. But no, I don't I don't need luxury things. I don't need like yeah, I just I need time. Mm. That I guess. Yeah. Oh imagine imagine if we could just create time for ourselves or just just to go back to you know what I've been um 
this is a random thing, but I'm uh, I I've got this virtual reality video camera, so I can video my kids in 360 and in 3D, and it's amazing putting on the VR headset and watching these videos from when they were, you know, one or two years old. It's just like being there. It's amazing. Um, oh, that sounds really cool. Where did you get that? I uh, it was a kick my only ever Kickstarter purchase about four years ago, and it's yeah, it's called the Views 3D camera. So honestly, it's like when you put the headset back on, it's like going back in time. It's it's magic. It is magic. Oh, you got to send me a link to that. That sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> it is very cool. It's very cool. Okay, um, yeah. Riley, I, I, I like this question as well. It's maybe a, a hard question again, but can you think of a certain photo that you've taken that's had some kind of lasting impact, perhaps? The impact has been on your career or your confidence or your direction or just an image that you're just partic- that's particularly memorable to you for some reason um so i have i think i have two two that's or cool. three photos like that um and they have uh, various impacts like for various for different reasons if that makes sense yeah. um i have one of my grandma that i keep i keep in my uh in our bedroom I grew up with my grandma till I went to school. So, and then every summer I would spend there with her and my grandfather. And um, I, I looked, I looked for a photo through our family albums and things that would have both of them, and I couldn't find one that had both of them in it. And and it wasn't like a superposed one. And even superposed, I didn't find that many to be honest. Um, but I have that, and then I have a photo of my grandfather's. Uh, fixing bikes uh, fixing a bike and I that's what I remember him doing and I wish I had the reason they're they're big important for me is first of all because I grew up with them and yes they're important people in my life mm. um, but it's a reminder to uh, my, my mom lives with us it's a reminder for me to um, make sure that I take photos of my mom with my kids Right. Mm-hmm. So that when they look back, they don't just have, again, a record of what she used to look like, but a record of what she used to be like with them. Uh, um, yeah. Because my, my grandma was awesome. She was absolutely awesome. I remember. And she was the one that uh, got me started on stories. And because like every night before I would go to bed, um, I would ask her to tell me from her youth, stories from her youth. Oh, cool. And, and she would sit there at the head of my bed and tell me all these stories about, you know, how she met my grandfather, what they used to do, the, the hardships that she went through. She lost two children. One of them um, was seven years old when he died. One was oh. a few months old. Um, and it was she was born during the war and all. Like, she would tell me all these stories. And um, I wish I had more photos of me and her just just being together mm. because she was such a huge influence on me and she was she was awesome and a poor woman i because every night i would fall asleep like three quarters in the middle of the story or <laughs> halfway through or something and the next day i'll ask her again and she's like i've been sitting there talking to myself for an hour and like, <laughs> <laughs> she was, but yeah she was awesome and oh. and my grandfather i used to she's um we used to f- fix bikes together like he would help me with my bike and teach oh, me about cool. things like that and but again i only have a picture of him fixing a bike not of us doing things but different times there were different times there i don't um does your love of biking come from him then i it, it does it does from um 
that where I grew, I grew up in Transylvania and um, everywhere I went, I went on a bike. Oh, right. So there was, it was, yeah, it was literally everywhere. Like I learned how to ride a bike without holding onto the handles so I can eat my ice cream because I didn't want to stop. Wow. Like, that's, wow, that's cool. That's a skill as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's But like we did everything on our bikes, everything. So oh, okay. um, I, yeah, I literally spent my childhood on a bike. And But yeah, so those are, those are two photos that I keep as reminders to uh, create different kind of photos for my kids with their grandparents. Oh, and cool. yeah, and then... The other one, I have one of, I have one of my children, my three children downstairs, or my one of my my three younger ones. Two of them are drawing at the table, sitting and drawing and coloring, and the other one is climbing the door frame all the way up to the top. Oh, wow, cool! And the reason I love that photo is not a great moment. It's not, you know, it's not an impressive moment. It's just it's an important photo for me because it just shows that stage of life for him but like for us as a family because he used to do that non-stop he used to love to climb door frames <laughs> cool. and, and he was really good at it and strong you know, fingertips like, must have strong fingertips yeah i don't know how he did it and like because he would like he'll put his feet on each side of the um door frame and then his hand and he would just like like i don't know like weird okay. like spider-man climbing up <laughs> And but that photo just shows how often he did it that became a normality because the other two kids completely ignored him. Like if you see somebody climbing up the door like that, you normally stop and look and like, whoa, that's pretty yeah. cool. But because he did it so often, it was just they're like, oh, whatever. He's just doing it again. Uh, We're gonna yeah. move on with our lives, and and he doesn't do it anymore. Oh, okay. And <laughs> I just I love that moment. I love that it just shows their relationship too. How. The, the dynamic between them and it's just yeah it's, it's a great photo oh that's cool and is it does he do any other kind of climbing now is he like you know, uh, he climbs everything else he climbs <laughs> you know anything he could he will climb trees everything he, he's a really good climber oh that's cool but he can't climb the door frame anymore so that stage is done he oh. tried it he tried it the other day and it just doesn't work anymore i think that's he's probably too big and that's kind of sad in a way, isn't it? But it, how awesome that you've got the photos of that. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's why it's so. It's, and it's not a big. It's not a big photo. It's not huge. It's not. You know, then everybody. I don't know. Like it's not a monumental photo. Like you think that somebody might have passed away from it or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's just. It's just the end of a stage in his life, and it's just a good reminder that they're all going to have stages that are going to end soon and we're not going to realize they're going to end. And we just realized he can't do that the other day when he tried to climb it after months and months of not doing it anymore. He just all of a sudden remember and tried to climb it and it didn't happen. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, 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 oh, sorry. You go. Okay. I just one more, but I think I, you said one photo and I'm talking about five. Oh, now, no, it's so. good. You get, now you go on. It's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, there's one more where my daughter is uh, playing with um, uh, playing with her leg, uh, her Playmobil. And it's just like shadows and you can see her hand coming out. Um, I think I have it on my profile. If I don't, I probably should add it. <laughs> um, but it's, the, it's like my aha moment in terms of lighting okay because coming from um coming from a lifestyle wedding 
photography environment and moving to documentary, I think one of the biggest shocks was the fact that you can't control the light at all. Right, yeah. And you can't control where you put your subject either. And you literally lose control of it, mostly of everything that happens except your camera. <laughs> and that's like, when I look at that photo, I, I, I realize that, I, you know, I finally kind of almost, it's almost like, a, oh, I, I'm comfortable with every kind of light now. Um, because it's shot in very harsh light and there's a lot of shadows and there's a lot of, um, I would avoid that during my, my um, working days as a wedding photographer. I would never shoot in that kind of light. I would avoid it or I would uh, back shoot, like do backlighting or, mm-hmm. you know, ask people to move. Um, but most of the time I wouldn't, I, I would put, you know, like in the middle of the day, when you have that harsh light, you either find a tree to hide under your bride and groom or your even your families. When I used to do lifestyle uh, photography, you would always hide away from it. And I, now I've kind of, I'm embracing it embracing. and I'm enjoying it. And I quite love the effects of it. So I think that photo is like a reminder of, you know, you can, you can kind of handle any kind of light now. <laughs> ah, that's really cool. Oh, that's awesome. That's so interesting to hear about all those different images. That's so cool, really. And oh, it's been so great talking to you. I've really, really enjoyed it. It's been an hour already. Can you believe it's an hour? That's flown by. No. That's flown Are you by. serious? Yeah, it's just over an hour. Isn't that oh. mad? I know it feels about 15 it minutes. Is. Oh, oh that's you crazy. Were, oh, I really enjoy talking to you. You are so, uh, thank you. It's so interesting, so open. I think you've really inspired people listening to this to go out and take more photos as well of their own family lives and to get in the frame as well. I just think that was, yeah, it's, it's, it, was, it was brilliant. I hope so. Thank you. I, I wanted to find out what your idea of success was, though, when you asked me. I really wanted to find your Oh, my uh, idea. I, know, I know I know I'm not interviewing you but I would love to hear it <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was my my idea of, of success is well it's uh, I think my answer is just really generic is that it's just literally just being happy kind of day to day so I've never been I'm not I'm not materialistic like you you know you say you don't need objects I nor am I I don't I just I just want to be happy which sounds a really lame answer I guess but I think that yeah. is success to me is happiness um it really is so yeah. yeah that's true that's true that's, that's a great answer <laughs> well it's that. kind of lame and but then you could go on and say what makes you happy and stuff but you know yeah just happiness and just being waking up each day and just being just being happy is um that's my idea of a successful life mm. that's but, nice well no thank you but your answer was super as well gosh yeah spending more time being able to be with the family as much as you as you can be and you've made me i honestly you've inspired me to take more photos of my uh, my kids you're talking about all those yeah there's different stages that you never know are gonna they have an end point as well and yeah it's it's inspiring do and it, it the thing is that you don't know it creeps out on you and you don't know when it's going to happen the other day i tried to pick up my middle child and realized that we're approaching that point where i won't be able to do it anymore and uh-huh. it scared me yeah gosh that's oh. another one it's funny, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny isn't it because it's it's like it's 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 sad in one way but then it's it's also inspiring as well and it's a funny thing the whole age the whole thing of them aging and getting older is just a very funny thing to experience through your life isn't it it's a weird thing it is it, it is and i think you can kind you see the the time going by faster through your kids growing than if Mm, that must be true i don't know maybe i don't know maybe for me it was always i always kind of measured the years in my 
looking at my kids and wondering where they've gone. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's like the past 20 years, I don't know where they've gone. They've just blink of an eye and it's like 20 years. Ugh. And it's crazy, but yeah, they, they do. But yes, it's nice. It's nice to see them grow. It's nice to, I'm always very curious to see where they're going to end up in life, what they're going to end up doing. And That's I don't know, it's just exciting too. Yeah, that is really exciting. What are they going to be like as adults? Definitely. I'm excited to have a relationship with them as adults as well. You know, that's all cool. I know. Do you think about the when they start bringing their other half? Like, oh, no, I don't know about that yet. I don't know. Is that happening for you at all? I, not yet, but I'm, I'm starting. And we're approaching that time where I'm, I'm assuming they are going to. Um, mm. My kids have been really good. And, um, but, yes, I'm assuming at some point, you know, we're going to have to be talking to more kids what i would see as kids but you know they're life partners yeah but, that's true different stage but yeah it's just going to be a completely different stage yeah to integrate <laughs> new people in the family that you know yeah. are not related to you <laughs> mm, yeah you'll have to document it as well the first time they come and meet you as well you document it that'd be cool <laughs> i know yeah i'm working now on documenting my uh, the last year of my daughter with us before she goes to uni Oh, that's, that's another scary thing. That is scary. That whole, oh, I can't imagine. And, and being a parent now, it's funny, you know, I remember when my parents dropped me off at uni the first, you know, the first day and then they were leaving me at university and I can only imagine, I can imagine now more what they were feeling. It must be, it must be horrible. I think it must be horrible. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I haven't done it yet. No, sorry. I'll, you've got I'll that I'll to let you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got a little bit more to go. <laughs> oh, but at least you, you'll have the more kids around you still. So that, you know, it's going to be different as well when the last one goes. I think that's, that's, oh, I was the last one you see when they dropped me off at uni. So oh. I was empty nest then. And that's, oh, I can't even imagine that now. Mm. See, the funny thing is that by the time I'm dropping my last one, I'll probably have grandkids from the other one. Oh, right. Maybe. Yeah. The Are you looking ones? forward to that? Are you looking forward to being a grandparent? Maybe. Is this sad that I am? Oh, no, it's not sad. I think it's lovely. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think I'm going to enjoy it so much more than being a parent. <laughs> yeah, you just get all the good things, don't you? And you can spoil them and then you can give them back at the end of the day. And like, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually quite looking forward to it, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, I hope you, yeah, I hope you do become one. I, mean, I, I, I agree. I think I, I, I would, I'd like to be a grandparent, but they can wait. My kids are only nine and six, so I can wait a bit. I can wait a bit. There you go. <laughs> You've got time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Riley, it's been so fun talking to you. Thank you so much. And if anyone's listening now, was you know walking the dog or doing a bit of daily exercise, do head to thisreportage.com or thisreportagefamily.com. I'll include a link through to Riley's site, and I'll include that family story award that you spoke about as well, which is uh, with all the details, which is honestly so cool. I love that. And um, yeah, and hopefully I'll get to meet you at some point. I know that would be nice. Very yeah. much looking forward to meeting people. Yeah. Yes, face face. people. <laughs> yeah, it's true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, thank you so much for this. This is great. You made oh. it really easy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, being so open and honest and just, yeah, re really great, in um, really inspirational, actually. So thank you. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. Um, you keep well, and hopefully I'll, I'll meet you at some point in the future. All right. Great. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye now. You've been listening to the 72nd episode of the This Is Reportage podcast. Ralu was a real pleasure to talk to. Really inspiring. Hope you enjoyed listening. 
Head to thisisreportage.com or thisisreportagefamily.com for a link through to her website and to see the specific Family Story Award that she spoke about on the episode too. Rallo also offers various mentoring options, which you can find out more details of on her website. This is Reportage family members can get an exclusive 25% discount on her mentoring too. Log into the site and visit the members area to see how to get this exclusive offer. We have lots more episodes of the podcast available where we speak to wedding and family photographers from all over the world, delve into our back catalogue to hear from the likes of Ange Waterton, Tyler Workin, Lisa Hu Chen, Olivier Bolt, Marissa Joy Daly, Dominic Shaw of York Place Studios, Steve Gerrard, Fabio Marula, Sana de Bloch and many more too. If you're not yet a member of this reportage or this reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice from some of the world's best photographers, and much more too. Submissions are open now for our next award collections. The deadline is the same for both our wedding site and our family site. Submit by 2359 BST on 24th of May 2021. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now.